0: I'm Dr. Amalia Ganya malka welcome to Womanity, Women in Unity. The show that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggles for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights, democracy, racism, socio-economic class division and gender-based violence. Joining us in studio today is 2017 MTV Africa Music Award winner, pop R&B vocalist Shiki Ndong. Who first came to the public's attention in the reality music competition, Idols, in 2011. She then made waves in 2016 with hits like let You Know, Back to the Beach, Your Eyes, and Breathing. And in 2017, she released her debut album, Rose Gold. Yay. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is, this is beautiful
1: and <laughs> different.
0: You're young. 23 years old, and you are already building a successful solo as well as collaborative music career. Tell us, when did you know that music was going to be such a big part of your life and effectively be your bread and butter?
1: I think for me, I realized that maybe in 2011, 2012, um, when I did the Idols Composition, so I think before that I was always involved in the arts, I was always doing theatre and the community in Durban, and whatever opportunity was available. So I kind of found myself always in a play, always in a show. Um, but in 2011, doing Idols was a completely different um, different show, and it was televised, and it was in Johannesburg, and I was from Durban, so it was a big deal. Um, so I did it, and I, I really didn't think anything of the competition, being so young and... That must have been right at matrix. Yeah, this is Gate eleven. This is before I. D- I did it twice, and the first time I just kind of was like very, whatever about it. Um, until I saw it on TV, and until people started following me on Instagram, and until people started reaching out and asking, like, you know, and really caring. And that's something. I think that any person that wants to be an artist really, it's a big shock when people recognize you, and then I was off. Off screens, And then nobody was tweeting me. And then I realized that this is actually something that I can do. You know, at least 10 people are interested. That's more than I expected. So I did the composition again the next year with more vigor and more, you know, more passion. And I ended up coming sixth. And everybody kind of really appreciated me for me. And I wasn't perfect. So I knew that I had a chance of getting away with being me and making music. So as soon as I was knocked out of the competition, I went back to finish matric exams, and I started making money off of music earlier than I should have, because I was on the competition. And I think that was a blessing and a curse. So that's when I knew that, okay, money is possible from this. And being in Johannesburg, people do interviews every day. You can actually fill up your week by being a musician. There's lots to do. So yeah, I know it's a lot. Well, look, I think
0: idols is really incredible from that point of view of of giving the awareness, of giving you exposure, and almost a a mini warm-up round of what life would be like in this profession.
1: Yeah.
0: Can you tell us a little bit more about your music in particular, your style, and which other singers' music inspires you? Uh,
1: I think for me, I like to I like to categorize the sound as R and B pop soul. I know it's three different genres in one, but um, I come from a very diverse diverse background, and and for me, we listen to everything, so I kind of find myself tugging at every string. So um, I feel like the music the music is pop music because you know it ends up. Ends up being the similar, you know, the the lyrical content is very pop um, pop style, and the vocals very soulful, and the influence is R and B. So I kind of put it all together as R and B pop soul, yeah. And um, I think the people that I would have listened to growing up would be Diana Ross, Cher, Lauren Hill, Jill Scott, Madonna, Britney Spears. I loved Britney, Beyonce. Um, Macy Gray So it was very crazy Or strong woman Yeah I know right Yeah those are my girls
0: And following on from that Can you take us through your writing process
1: What sparks the creativity um, Writing process is always very special um, It can either be influenced by the, the instrumental And the piece of production or music or piano or guitar So what comes first anything so it depends so if I'm alone I'm inspired by my thoughts and and what I've experienced and maybe people around me or maybe something that I've said like in my head and then it inspires like you know something that I build on and then eventually I write it on my phone and then I then I try and incorporate the instrumentals to what I've thought but if it's the other way around and if it's a collaborative effort and if I'm with another musician I'm inspired by whatever they bring to the table whatever music they play and then I start feeling inspired by the music to write whatever comes so components
0: feed on to other components yes. and
1: then you very, end up with a collaborative effort yeah. creative element yeah.
0: you've had a relatively well I say relatively I think a, a significant impact on an industry in a relatively short time can you take us to those early moments when the hard work that you'd invested into Creating Shikana, mm. creating the music, finally paid off, and you recorded your first single.
1: What, how did that feel? Oh, insane! Um, I think I waited forever to record my first single, and I only recorded it this year. But I spent the past four years recording many singles with many other people. Um, but each time, it's it's always a special feeling. Um, it, it's always it's always it always feels like an achievement especially because I'm a self-professed songwriter. There's no, you can't like, you know get a degree or you have to say look I'm a songwriter and believe it so it's always like I feel like I'm playing myself, I'm like okay I'm a songwriter but w- once you finish the song it's like yeah I am, this is who I am actually and I think every time I finish one song and then another song it, it just, it makes it, it makes it makes it makes me feel crazy like Sometimes I feel like I can't do it, but then once I've done it and it becomes successful, it it really is the motivation that I that I need to keep making dope singles and great music, yeah.
0: And with music
1: and songs
0: and lyrics, they live on forever. Yeah. So it just keeps reinforcing
1: itself. Yeah, as it goes great. On. Yeah, it does.
0: Music, I think, has always been a huge inspiration to people, but occasionally it's been exploited to influence political or social agendas across the world. Mm -hmm. How do you see the role of musicians
1: in that regard? The role of musicians, I really feel, are very important to society because they, they can either be impactful in a negative or positive way. And I think it's really up to the musician and also the listener to decide what they want to listen to and what or what they wanna what they wanna speak about. Um I I personally feel, you know, as a woman, um, it's my duty to empower other woman naturally. So that's very easy for me to decide whatever my lyrical content will be because it will always be in favour of the female. Um, unlike I say unlike I say some songs where or a male song, where he's defending himself against other males, I don't think I'd ever write a song that would put me above any other female. Um, yeah, that's how I feel about music. And in terms of, in terms of politically or or whatever message you're trying to 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 portray, I think that's really up to you because you kind of want your music to sell, so you you kind of have to find find a way to do it that's going to appease everybody you know which is difficult that's why people end up singing about conflict because people enjoy conflict you know unknowingly so when you're trying to preach something else I guess you just have to say to yourself that this is what I'm going to do I'm going to empower people on my music and you just have to put your head down and go forward and do that or you're gonna say, you know what, I'm gonna get up by telling people who I really am and telling people who they are and I'm better than everyone, then you have to you know, either way you have to be very, very good at either one of them to get people's attention, yeah.
0: Setting your agenda.
1: Yeah, setting your agenda, yeah. Definitely. And delivering.
0: One aspect you you mentioned, you said it's almost a reciprocal relationship between what the musician puts out mm. and what the fans demand and also yeah. what they receive. And let, let's face it, without the fans, there would be no commercial Nothing. success. Yeah. And I already saw when I went downstairs to collect you, people recognize you. They want <laughs> selfies. They want to feel yeah. be part of you, to, to acknowledge yeah. that. And uh, there are tremendous responsibilities that come with looking after your fans. Yeah. How do you see this and how do you keep building
1: and sustaining your fan base? I think that's, that's such a tricky one because there are so many responsibilities because at the end of the day, although you're your own person, you kind of end up being two people. You kind of end up being you and then the person that people love and respect and adore and admire. And I think when you bask in, in the success of 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 what that brings, all those people admiring you, I feel like automatically you you take on that responsibility of having to of having to keep up, you know, like it's I know it's small things but making sure that when you go into public you don't smell so that you can hug people and like it's a responsibility. I find that because I mean I came from gym this morning and then I was like, Oh, should I go to the interview in my gym clothes or should I change, you know? And as a normal person I'll just be like, No, nah, I'm cool like this but because I have to be Shekinah when I leave the house I have to make sure that certain things are appropriate and certain things are. I also don't wanna disappoint the fans and I don't wanna disappoint the people that respect Shekinah. So I always wanna portray Shekinah in the best way possible. But um Shekinah at home is just she's just so embarrassing. I would never even <laughs> bring anybody there. But when I'm in the, when I'm out in public I really I I appreciate everybody so I just wanna make sure that I'm always that person you know, that you think that I am, because it's important. And on that note, you're a
0: successful young woman, you're in the public eye, and apart from the responsibilities that you feel towards your fans, you're also becoming a role model for girls, mm. and you're a brand ambassador for South Africa, well, yeah. even say into Africa. How do
1: you feel about being a role model? Well, I think it's a lot of pressure. I think I've been thinking about it because I have to do a speech on Saturday. To a bunch of netball girls in Devon, and my sister's actually in one of the groups, and I'm sure she's so excited. But I'm very nervous to speak in front of them because I'm, I'm not perfect, <laughs> in the least. But I do strive for perfection, and I think that that's something that I want to portray. But also, I just want to be honest. You know, I don't want to come across as something that's not obtainable to these people. You know, to these girls. So it's kind of tricky, and it's it's. It's very hard to be a role model I, I think um i've I can see when I let people down when i'm like not that the kinda of that you want me to be so but it's important because there's not enough of enough of them so i I'm glad that I've been ordained or whatever to be that person um because I can handle the challenge even though it's scary, yeah, it's like being a mom, I feel like even though I don't know what that is, but I feel like you're you're responsible for. For another person, you know, and you represent them when your child is in, the, in, in at school doing something that's not you, that people are going to rep- think of it as you. So when I'm out in Namibia or Botswana and I'm performing and I'm Shekinah or if I'm in London, I represent the African female. So it's a lot of pressure, but also I enjoy that and I take some honor in it <laughs> and a little bit of pride. <laughs>
0: I think those are, are really admirable, but it must take honor, yeah. must take pride, yeah. because as you say, you are representing young women in Africa, Yeah, and we have got to improve our image Definitely. to the rest of the
1: world. Definitely.
0: So I'd asked you how you felt with being a role model. Do you have a role model?
1: I do have a role model. Um, my role model is my dad. <laughs> my role model is my dad... Um, just because of the person that he is, he's a very nice person, and I know that that's <laughs> very brief and vague but- w- one thing that I've noticed about about growing up and you know being a nice person, if everybody could do that, there would be such a huge difference um and it's 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 small things like he, he is always himself. I mean, if I could give you an example, um, a one-time organizer that treated us really badly at a show overpaid us, overpaid us by a lot of money. And and I was like, ah, oh, let's just keep it until they say something. <laughs> let's just keep it until they say something. You know, they were so rude to us. You know, they didn't respect me, and they put the mails before me. And my dad was just like, it's not your money, my girl. <laughs> Even though it's in your account, it's not yours. And he gave it back, and I was during a time where, you know, we, we, we were struggling, you know, so I thought that this was my blessing, you know. <laughs> so for me, that notion means a lot. If somebody could always think like that and always be like that, we, you know, it would just make everything so much better and cameras wouldn't get stolen on sets and people's vehicles. and You know, it's being a nice person is, is seemingly very difficult to a lot of people and he's not a rich person. Um, my dad is not a rich person and he lives his life for other people and I think that's very selfless and admirable. yeah.
0: Doing the right thing all the time.
1: Yeah, like really it's annoying but he does <laughs> always do the right thing.
0: On that note we'll take a, a short break.
1: Hi, I'm Zonke Dikana, a South African Afro soul musician, songwriter and producer. You are listening to Womanity, Women in Unity on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance.
0: You are listening to Womanity, Women in Unity on Channel Africa, the African Perspective, on frequency 9625 kHz on the 31 meter band, also available on DSTV Channel 902. Today we're talking to MTV Africa Music Award winner Shakina Donnell. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. Shagina, tell us a little bit more about the MTV Award that you won.
1: MTV you Award, I love it. It sits at home <laughs> in my little studio. And it was one of the best nights of my life and I didn't even notice it. It just happened so fast and now it's gone. But that's cool because there'll be more. But really... To be recognized, um, and it's my first award. um, My first award, uh, and I feel like it will always be a special award to me, and it just, uh, it really, I can't explain. It was the best night of my life I got to perform at the awards, and I thought that that's what I was there for only. We'd been nominated for a lot of awards in the past and have not won. So being there, then performing, and then winning the award, and be, being a female, you're know, it's, it's another thing, yeah. So I'll never forget that night. Even though there were so many things that went wrong, it was still today one of the best nights ever.
0: And on that note about performance, you recently opened at the John Legend yes. concert. Yes. Share with us that experience.
1: It was amazing. Um, it's the second time that I've dealt with an international artist Um this year actually was A very cool year um, And everything with an international artist Is very strategic um, The first one was Jason Derulo in Kenya And I had to be let into the studio At certain times And there's bodyguards outside And But really um, To be in that environment With international artists And to interact with his band Is the prize You know Although the prize is performing And being out there I just feel like the connection that was made between us and and the Americans was really beautiful and unusual. You know, they watched our show. They watched all three of our shows, which is very kind of them. In, in, In a world where humility is not a thing, it's very, very kind of them to come forward and watch our show before their show. And I think it. It empowered everyone in my band you know, it empowered the drummer, the bass, the keys we all felt super inspired and and it was John Legend you know, it wasn't just anybody, it was someone that was really acclaimed for what they do and someone that was literally a legend so it wasn't just like some pop star that, that was hot for like two years, it was John Legend it was an actual legend and the opportunity I think also another moment that that I'll never forget, you know? And Thanks you, to all the South Africans that came. It was really a beautiful experience.
0: And with that, that's also forging connections for the future yes. because you've developed the exposure. Oh, my gosh. And it's a ripple effect. That's what networks are.
1: It's, in, it's incredible. If I can tell you, like, briefly, that I'm obsessed with two American artists that are, not, that are maybe big in America, but they're not big out of America. So they tour America a lot and they don't have a big following. And in Africa, I think I think most African artists have a bigger following than smaller American artists. And the connection with this is that I'm so obsessed with these two female musicians that the the backing vocalists for John Legend actually sing with them. So for me, I just feel so empowered to be connected with people's music that I adore now through meeting someone else that knows them, that works with them in America that sings with Kanye West, that sings for Joe Scott, that sings for Jas- Jasmine Sullivan. The connections are unreal. The networking is is a dream, yeah, literally.
0: So you've definitely got ambitions for collaborations with them in the future down the
1: pipeline. I hope so. <laughs>
0: and coming back towards home turf and, and territory, you mentioned Kenya, you yes. mentioned Botswana. Have you got plans to collaborate with more musicians on the continent?
1: I would love to. Oh, my word. I would love to. I think what's so nice is that um, I've been given this opportunity through Coke Studio. Um, Coke Studio kind of connected me with a lot of Nigerian artists, a lot of Ethiopian artists I sang in a different language this year. Um, but I think independently I'd really like to, to work with Nigerian artists, Mr. Easy, a whole lot of other people. Um, I think what that's something that we lack as Africans versus Americans. Americans, you can see your two favorite rappers in the same music video, but I feel like in Africa, we don't have a Davido and WizKid um, song, and they're the biggest African artists right now, um, and they're both from Nigeria. So for me, it's like, Nigeria loves you both. Africa loves you both. Please collaborate and, you know, put your issues aside, and yeah, in America, like, that's what they do. It's, it's yeah, it's cool.
0: <laughs> Collaborate as opposed to compete. Yes, thank you. Our program, Humanity, Women and Unity, is all about gender equality, which is becoming more and more a global focus. So you'd mentioned that in terms of some of the, the content that you're writing, you're feeling very passionate about being able to empower women. Yeah. And incidentally, when I asked you about your favorite artists, they were all powerhouse yeah. women. Yeah. So building female leadership capacity, I think, is important for the future of women in the country, mm-hmm. on the continent, across the world. How do you see female leadership, whether that's in the music industry, whether it is in government
1: or any other environment? I barely see it. <laughs> I barely see it, um, honestly. Um, and when I do see it, I get so impressed. Um, which shouldn't be the case um, I feel in my industry I'm, I'm not happy at all um, I think I feel like the women are in charge of everything like they're in charge of making sure the artists get backstage they're in charge of handling the bookings but they're not the person at the top that's paying everybody or they're not the person that's headlining the show or you know so in my industry um um, I'm trying to be that artist that I don't know without, I don't know how to say it without yeah. But for me it's important that I'm always Shekinah and I'm not like Shekinah with so and so and with so and so on, which is ends up being the case with 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 majority of the female artists. I love all of them, but majority of the female artists tend to tend to associate a lot with males in order to in order to enhance their brand, and it's not their fault, it's just, it's a strategic thing, you know, and it's about staying relevant and staying alive and and being acknowledged. So, yes, I get it, and I understand that it's a great way to be acknowledged, to associate yourself with with males that are popular, but at the end of the day, that should never have to be the case, you know. Women should also be on Red Bull cans, not just men, you know, uh, Women should also be able to headline the shows, not just – we don't only have two artists in our country, but at the moment only two artists are headlining, you know, so – and it's only because we're not afforded the opportunity. And because we're not afforded so many opportunities, it stunts our growth in comparison to the, the men that are consistently given opportunity to perform here, here, here. They get stronger. They overtake us. They overpower us. And then we're only afforded these cute little things and these little...
0: And that would be natural because the more experience more, you have exactly, in the better you exactly. become
1: at it. So don't... I don't ever judge... I don't ever judge us, even, even my show. My show is great, but I know it could be better. If we were afforded the opportunity, or put in the in the spaces where these people were, where they realised that no, 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 we got to do this, we got to do that. But when you're not, you end up doing the same thing, and you end up getting represented the same way, and then getting put under the same artist. I mean, I've done a show this year where where I definitely should have been opening up for the main act, in my opinion, in relevance, and you know, in whatever, in whatever crowd response. But it's not, yeah. So those are the issues. Yeah. What are the solutions? My solutions um, are not to get involved in things where I'm not acclaimed appropriately. Um, so and saying no. Saying no. I say no to so many things. It's very bad. <laughs> but I say no to a lot of things because I really feel like I can see the change in my brand, even though I can't see it in anyone else's. But I know that a lot of people have their eye on me, even though I'm not... Even though I'm not popular i'm I'm very well known and i'm I don't know so for me, it's changing everything in my camp, making sure that everything that I do is solely for like from my even though my whole team my whole band is men um that's just how it is, and I have no nothing against men and you know it's just that Well, that's
0: one way of making sure the women don't do the admin by not hiring women to do the admin thank
1: you oh my god i love that. that exactly so that's how i do it i don't if i'm not feeling a certain way if i'm not put if i'm not respected if i'm not i don't go yeah
0: and on a more general level what areas do you think we need to build on the most to help women benefit in the future
1: Sure, so many areas. <laughs> so many areas. I mean for me I, I like I don't know, I don't wanna I don't wanna it's not a race thing for me, but I mean women like are are really not considered. Like to down to I have I have a helper at my at my flat because I have a lot of clothes and a lot of things to but you know one thing that I realized is that last week was the first time we all actually Thought, oh, d- does she have an education? And I just feel like that is so selfish of us all to just assume. Because one of the boys in my band asked me for her number to come and clean his flat, and I was just like, I kind of, it kind of didn't sit well with me, you know. But then she does the same for me. But why didn't sit well for me? Because we don't assume that she can do anything else besides cleaning or 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 whatever. And I think it's just like changing that. That general perception that that because she's black and because she wants to clean that, that because she's asking to clean it that's what she wants to do that's not what she wants to do. you know um we don't take the time to invest in other people, we invest in ourselves and we're very selfish people, but I feel like because she is at my house every Saturday, it's important for me to find out what she's interested in and, and has she studied does she want to study just so that I know because next thing you know there's a possibility that I could be involved and help you know and even if I don't at least I know you know
0: I think dad's values are coming back
1: oh, I hate that
0: <laughs> yeah but it, it's absolutely important there's a whole case where it's about uplifting other people yeah. all the time because the better someone else is the better we all are as a society how do you think you can use
1: your platform more to advance gender equality I could use it so much more. Um I could use it so much more and, and twenty eighteen is definitely the year for me to to actually to actually, you know, walk the talk, you know. I speak a lot about it and I really just want I really wanna do something about it. For me <coughs> excuse me, not just musically, um, but with 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 the capacity that I can, you know. There's so many things that I want to do, and, and I want to see change. I want to actually see change. So for me, whatever I'm going to do next year, it's a big, big part of my plan is to make sure that I that I help and I empower and, and I speak out about it. I think speaking out about it is also a great start because although social media is a scary place to speak speak your truths, like you just really need to speak about it. it it's, it's avoided a little bit you know it's avoided that there's a lot of female PAs and so I want I want to I want to incorporate it in my music as well but definitely in, in other ways music is music is my medium but I can also get my hands dirty you know I don't know how to explain it
0: But well, it gives you exposure mm. to different environments mm-hmm. and opportunities I yeah. think when you've got those opportunities it's up to you how you let them manifest yeah turning towards more of a personal side, one of the questions that I ask everyone on the show who have made tremendous achievements in their respective fields of expertise, whether it's in business, entertainment, or sport, is about some of the key factors that they think have contributed to their success. Mm. Some people speak about hard work, a particular person in their lives. Yeah. What would you say have been some of the, the key factors that you think have, have contributed to your success?
1: I think family, school, um my my degree, my life performance degree, my family, um, and definitely hard work and and also all the owls <laughs> all the people that understand owls, all the losses, um, and all the lessons and all my mistakes, those have all contributed to my success because without those mistakes I I would have never known how to, you know, maneuver and get around things. So I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for the gift of education. And I'm grateful that I worked hard even though I didn't notice that I was preparing myself for a time now. But I'm grateful that I did and I only focused on music.
0: And going back to more from your, your childhood components, can you share a few of the pivotal moments in your life growing up?
1: yes pivotal moments in my life um, moving to Durban even though I was born I was born in Durban and then I was then I, my, my parents stayed in Peter so moving to Durban starting grade one new church singing in church joining the choir grade six singing the lead in grade seven doing ballet class every single day throughout primary school really helped you know even though I don't do ballet now and I suck but that discipline of going to class and going to ballet class and sacrificing time out where kids are watching tv to do ballet it all affected me like 20 years later which is insane Um, and high school choir leader pivotal moments so
0: all orientated around the arts, music, mm-hmm. and in the choir, it's all about listening to other people, other people yeah. not just yourself.
1: Yeah. What's next for you? What does 2018... 2018 is very, very exciting year, very scary, probably scariest year, because I'm at this stage of my life where I have to set new goals. So the new goals for next year is obviously international... You know, international music, um, I want my music. My music is international. The streams are very good internationally, um, but they're good for a local artist internationally. They're not good for a global artist. So for me, I'm hoping that we can use this December to save up as much money as we can so that we don't have to rely on performance money next year and we can take time to be creative and expand to other countries Um, lots of other African countries especially Nigeria um, um, Kenya Botswana and definitely London, France and New York so these are all the things that I've been planning is trying to get out there and also to start a little production company of my own here in South Africa that hopefully brings artists to South Africa, international artists that usually wouldn't be brought so kind of more more, more, you know, more niche artists. Um, yeah, next year I want to I want to do cooler things.
0: And it sounds like you are experimenting with other components in the industry, so it's not yeah. just about Chicana and what Chicana no. brings. No film and photography and everything. Yeah, trying to do everything. And tell us a little bit more
1: about your debut album, Rose Gold. Yeah, Rose Gold um, is. And the title—it's called Rose Gold. Um, it comes from that little saying of seeing life through rose gold tinted shades, and that's kind of like a childish way of seeing things and a carefree way of experiencing life. And I'm, um, in my mind, I feel like although life is not carefree and childish, I feel like that's how it's supposed to be. Um, so for me, I want everything to be rose gold, and I want everything to be perfect and so I kind of delve into all the issues that are not, like power to she, um, who knows she's a queen um, that song basically speaks to wanting to not not don't have to say, the chorus is don't have to say I do don't have to say I don't, and that's basically having the voice to do what you want and say what you want so I touch on a lot of, lot of different aspects that are not rose gold, but that I want to be rose gold, and the album starts off pop with your favorite producers, Sketchy, um, Main Major, Luke Goliath, Maporisa, and it just kind of gets really soulful towards the end, and very personal, um, but it's for the ladies, man.
0: <laughs> I know it's hard to choose, but um, so I won't say, can't you give us a few words, or a few bars of your favorite song on the track, because I'm sure they're all all favorites and they're all Mm. children. But if you could give us one which you consider to have
1: perhaps the the biggest power or... Okay, so it's the song with the least streams. (laughs) And it's called Rose Gold. It's the title track to the album. It has the least streams. And it basically... um, It says, I want to create an extraordinary place with no orders or mistakes forget what they taught us and recreate the order and spread peace and love and become a missionary for peace and love so yeah that's my favorite song rose gold please listen to it um and it's just very personal it's how i feel about the world and the environment and i also criticize myself i too should feel ashamed sometimes i just can't bear the pain and walk the other way which is what most of us do we acknowledge things that are wrong and we don't do anything about it But I really want to initiate the change. So, yeah, that's what Rose Gold is. And lastly, as we close the show today, could you please
0: use Platform to share a few words of inspiration
1: to young ladies that are listening to you today? (laughs) Okay, so to young ladies listening to the show, um, I just want to say that... um, you've come a long way and you're great and you're beautiful and you don't need anybody to tell you that. Um, believe in yourself and just just know that all the negativity around you just helps you elevate to a place that you need to be. So acknowledge it and realize when somebody is not good for you or somebody in your life is not good for you, but also believe in yourself believing in yourself is, is something that's difficult and very special you don't need anybody to tell you what you want to do you know and you have the answers inside of you you know just really have to learn to listen to to you self yeah thank you very much thank you so much it's been a
0: pleasure having you on our show yes. and we wish you all the very best thank for you. 2018 may there be more awards, more exposure, more tours. Yay, thank you. Amen. You have been listening to Humanity, Women and Unity on Channel Africa, The African Perspective, and we have been talking to Shakima Donald.